The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. Hi, yo, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 294, another one of our LFA Monday episodes, but I'm not going to dedicate this to the LFA. Of course, since it's Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, I have to dedicate it to the Super Bowl champions, insert Super Bowl champion team name here, for winning last night's exciting game. What a game it was. <laughs> and also, obviously, we have to give it out to the MVP of the Super Bowl, insert winning player's name here uh for his amazing performance last night so congrats uh thanks for coming to the show this is not a super bowl podcast i'm assuming most of the podcasts uh on this monday will be super bowl recaps no this is lfa we're, we're really going into the weeds here we are mma nerds around these parts and um one half of the nerds jeff chalks fox thanks for listening rating subscribing reviewing all that fun stuff spreading the word um let's bring in uh, we have an lfa expert here uh we'll hear how he did last weekend hear how he's doing on his regional picks on the year because uh, he's keeping track because he's doing good. Amazing how that happens. Um, just uh coincidence, obviously. He's keeping track while he's doing good. So it's so one and only Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Hey, uh, so I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to give you who won the Super Bowl and and, and uh, who, well, who won MVP. After? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it was a big win by the Chiefs. Um, and, and surprisingly, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, with the MVP. Um, oh, okay, JJ asked us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, last week was actually uh, really tough, uh, maybe my toughest LFA performance or regional MMA performance so far. Uh, I went two and three. It was an incredibly chalky week. Um, there were four minus 400 favorites or better that one um which is is kind of a a brutal card to try to bet uh and i had a couple of big dogs in there who didn't look so hot so uh that brings my record on the year down to 29 15 and one uh and if you bet a hundred dollars on literally every single fight which again bad strategy don't do that but if you did you'd be up 880 and 70 cents uh so even with that bad strategy you could be winning yep there you go well you went against the soldier of christ so you know what happens when you do that Dan. <laughs> but but i didn't go against on ho and if uh oh, yeah i saw that did yeah, the knee bar out of nowhere and uh yeah. you know for a guy who's largely known for his striking right like his first two fights he had a head kick knockout where he took a dude off his feet in a spinning back fist knockout and now we're gonna throw a knee bar in there so like yeah dude that guy has got contender series written all over him get him two more fights before the fall because five and oh flyweight who's doing things like that gotta have dana white salivating yep and our discord was a buzz it was like it was a ufc event that we have a lot of lfa heads in the discord now so if you want to be an lfa head sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord how did unknown element do dan Unknown element. Which one was unknown element? I just deleted it. I can't remember which guy was unknown <laughs> element. Uh, what what is a fantastic name? Uh, let me see. Unknown element MMA is Trevor Wallace. 
you remember? Oh, he, he got smashed uh, by uh, Demario Romero, Demario, De Super Demario. Um, <laughs> Demario yeah, Dennis. Demario Demario. Yeah, Super Demario. Um, he he got smashed. Uh, and, and when we were talking about him, when he opened, he was a little bit of a favorite, and he had gotten bet all the way down to being a sizable underdog. And then I was like, oh, cool, he's an under. And then wasn't a good night for underdogs. All chalk across the board. You don't go against Jesus. You don't go against Mario. That's just the way it is. Super Mario. That's it. Uh, it is. All right. Gummy's going to get back up on the on the horse, and he's going to uh, nail his picks this week for LFA. That's usually what he does is nail L LFA picks. Um, that's what he's known for when Contender Series is not uh, going on, which we have a few more months before then. All right. Um, let me talk about Wimbat before we jump into this week's picks for LFA. Wimbat is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Wimbat is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. Wimbat's Build Your Own Bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play to WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800- 522-4700. All right. LFA. Where's the LFA cage headed to this week? It is headed to the Horseshoe Hammond Casino in Hammond, Indiana. Gumby, I always ask you, have you been there? Never been to Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> I don't think I've been to Indiana. I may have been through Indiana, but I don't, I don't think I've ever stopped in Indiana. How about you? I think same. I think I've been yeah. through it maybe or yeah, but but never. I don't think I stopped for anything other than maybe like you know, gas. <laughs> yes, they have gas in Indiana. That's for sure. All right. LFA 153. Marshall. Juan Marshall. Is that who it is? The Hall of Fame. That's who it is. It's Juan Marshall, actually. Yeah. Of Mar is, is it Marshall or Marshall? I think it's Marshall. I think it, it's said the same way. Yeah. yeah. Marshall versus Faria Friday, February 17th. My little brother's birthday. 9 p.m. Eastern. UFC fight pass. 12 fights. We're going to break down the top five on the card for you how is this for a fight card for lfa uh pretty good it feels like this one wound up with like a lot of guys who were almost in the ufc and then uh messed it up in some way shape or form uh and so like it's got a feel of you know hey there's a lot of good guys here but also it's got a feel of like oh this kind of feels like what contender series threw out so it's slipping on a banana peel type card people that are Always a bridesmaid, never the bride. I can come up with a bunch more yeah, analogies yeah, yeah. if you want, but yeah, yeah. G give me some more idioms if you got them. <laughs> but, but bride, bridesmaid slipping on banana peels is what this card is, and that could be a good title for the for the podcast. Just workshopping. All right. Um, how about we start with some featherweights, shall we? Edwin Cooper Jr. versus Ilior <laughs> Bakhtiar Ulu U U L U. He's got three out of his four letters in his last name are U's. That is well, that's unique. that's um that's a uh, Kyrgyzstani. Uh, oh, okay, if you're, yeah. If you're from if you're from Kyrgyzstan, that ending on your name means son of. So it's like adding oh. an it's like adding an O V at the end of like a Russian okay. name. Uh, so so Ulu gets added to the end of their names lots of times, despite that like it, it's kind of like not actually his last name. So it's back back to Yar is the last name, is it? Technically, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, 
HC Gumby is a man of the uh, a worldly man that knows these things. All right, let's break down this fight. No odds yet. I checked last night. I haven't checked this morning, but I assume there's no odds, right? I haven't seen any. No. We we got Gumby odds for you. All right, we'll do Ulu first. He is seven and one. Two knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in the fight. This is his LFA debut, I believe. I didn't mark that down because I don't have any other info for this man. Um, yes, LFA debut. Um, and that is all I got for him. He he fought mostly in Octagon uh, MMA and Brave FC was his last fight. Um, he is fighting, who did I say? Cooper Jr., Edwin Cooper Jr., 6-1, three knockouts, been submitted one time, 3-1 in LFA, so he's got some kind of high-level experience. He's won four straight fights, including one in PFL, and he's two inches taller than Ulu. Go ahead. Yeah, so Edwin Cooper Jr. is one of those like uh, you know high-level wrestling prospects who made the switch over to MMA. He was originally originally wrestled for Iowa um, in college at 157 pounds, which is uh, you know it's a, first of all a pretty competitive weight, and second of all that's a pretty competitive school to be doing that at. Um, so he's like a pretty big deal to be switching over to MMA. I think a lot of people will see uh, some of the performances and or some of the results from Bakhtiar Ulu and sort of assume that he is going to be a good wrestler. Um, Because if you look at a lot of his performances, it winds up on the mat and he does wrestle a little bit. But when you watch him fight, his biggest issue is that just like he doesn't manage distance well at all. Um, he throws this like jumping, leaping jab when he's too far away. And even if it hits, there's just like nothing left on the end of it anymore. Um, and you could say the same thing about his takedowns. He shoots his takedowns from so far away that just like his chance of finishing them on people are already low. And then when you match him with a guy who is going to be, you know, like wrestled at the university of Iowa, the, the chances of him landing those, those takedowns are now zero. Um, I, I just think he's going to have a really tough time there the my concerns about edwin cooper jr is just like a little bit that he 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 gets after it a little bit too much a little bit too fast like it's it's a little obvious that he wants to wrestle and he's just going to come forward until he's in the right range to wrestle um so like there's always the chance he gets cower punched and stuff like that but i i don't think bakhtiar ulu is the type of guy who's going to tag him so I like Edwin Cooper Jr. here. I, I think he's going to be a favorite. Um, despite the fact that he's got that pedigree, I think the fact that Ulu has got like, you know, some high level competition on his record and maybe a longer record will keep that number down. I'll say negative 165, somewhere right around there. Um, but I will say that if it posts around negative 165, it should shoot way up for Cooper Jr. Cause I think people know the name, people see the the D1 wrestling pedigree, and they're just going to be all over that. Ever stop for gas in Iowa? No, no, no. no. I, I don't think he's Me ever stopped for, stopped for gas in Iowa. No. <laughs> all right, lightweights. Josh Streaker versus A. Hassanzada. What is his real first name? It says A here. Ahmad, Ahmad Suhail Hassanzada. We just talked about him last episode, right? Yeah, we did. We did. All right. Hazan Zada is 9-2. Four knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice, so both of his losses have come via knockout. One known LFA. He's won four of his last five fights. He did lose his last fight via knockout on the Contender Series. So he's one of those slipping up banana peel guys. Three years younger than Streaker. Three inches of reach on him. Streaker, 8-5. Five, five knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted one time. One and one in LFA. He's won two of his last three, but he did lose his last fight. And he's only two and three over his last five. He went 2-0 in Bellator, though. 
So that's that's something. Uh, used to fight at welterweight. He's also a pro boxer or was a pro boxer. Go ahead. Yeah, so he, he is a pro boxer, you know, on name, but I don't I don't know how he's a pro boxer um, because he I, I watched him fight. Uh, he actually fought Dakota Bush on, on an FAC card recently um, and recently. I mean, like a couple years ago and uh, Dakota Bush tagged him, like beat him all over the cage. Um, and, uh, you know, Stri- Straker, he's got like a lot of issues with his game. The biggest one is that his hands are really low. He also does this really weird thing. Like he, he very clearly likes like jumping sidekicks and stuff like that. Like stuff that uses a ton of energy, weird stuff. But then he also like weirdly faints the jumping sidekick or like loses confidence in halfway. And he does this thing where it looks like he's just trying to show you his butt. Um, it is a very bizarre thing. And I just think the length and reach of Hassan Zada here is just going to piece him up when he tries all this nonsense. And in addition to that too, like Streaker's wrestling defense is not particularly good. Uh, his submissions off of his back are bad. He tried a buggy choke in his last fight and it just like wasn't even close to being in. Um, and Hassan Zada, like I think people sleep on the fact that he is actually a pretty good wrestler. Um, Sadikov after he tagged him and Sadikov tagged him, like six seconds into that fight, if anybody remembers. Um, and he was just like fighting hurt the whole time, but he still was able to take Sadikov down a couple of times. So uh, I, I like Hassan Zada here. I think he's going to blow Straker out of the, the water here. I'll say negative 300 uh, is probably the line. Like pe- people are going to know he's way better than this guy. All right. Hassan Zada is the pick. Um, what should we move up to now? Let's move on to Walter Waits. Baramjan, 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 yeah, Baramjan, Mashrapov versus Logan Urban. As I said, this is a welterweight fight. Urban, Hulk, Urban, six and one, three knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, so he's been finishing his only loss. One known LFA. He's gone five and zero oh with one no contest over his last six fights. So no contest, one on contender series, but he lost that fight, right? And then yeah, he got knocked, knocked after. out by uh, uh, Jimmy Quinlan. Uh, right. who who then tested positive for for some juice yes um he technically he officially hasn't lost a fight since august of 2018 but he really did get knocked out on contender series so that's what i got for urban mashropov six and two with five knockouts never been finished in a fight won his or sorry this is his lfa debut he's won three straight fights last one via knockout used to fight at lightweight go ahead so I think this one is probably going to be close to even. Uh, so I'll just say pick a odds because I don't really know where people are going to fall in this one because, you know, Urban does have that knockout loss that I think is going to scare some people away from contender series. Um, and Mashapov actually is low-key a pretty good wrestler. Uh, the thing, you know, he's got the OV at the end of his name, as our friend Munaf Manji likes to say, never bet against a guy with OV at the end of his name. But here's the problem I have with Mashapov. In one of his last fights, that I watched, he wrestled pretty much nonstop for four minutes. And his style of wrestling is not efficient. Um, he, he gets body locks and he wants like the big pick him up, carry him around, take down, or, you know, like the big slam when he could just like, he, he's in a great body lock position to just trip and, and have the position. Instead, he uses all of this energy. And like, it was very clear after wrestling for like three and a half minutes of that fight, he was exhausted. He was so tired. And then he started getting backed up and he landed a killer knockout, like a big face plant knockout. Um, so he's got hands, 
but I just don't think he's got the hands to deal with Logan Urban, uh, who has really good range management. He's, his kicks are really quick. He works to the body. He works to the legs. When he does land, he just like sticks in the pocket and throws longer exchanges. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of success against Mashropov there late in the fight. Um, I, I don't know how much it will work early on because Mashropov, I think, is going to try to get that wrestling going. But as soon as he's... Urban just has to like thwart one or two of those takedowns. And I think he's going to take over. So I'm going to take him. Like I said, I think this is going to be like pick him odds, negative 110, negative 115. I'll take Urban on the, the even money here. All right. Uh, Urban. And what do we say? Minus one. Minus uh, minus 110. I think it'll be a pick. 110. All right. He's going with minus 110. All right. No big dogs yet. There's still time though. As Gumby likes to say, there's still time. Uh, we are moving on to. Or maybe he got scared away from the dogs from uh, last week's LFA. We shall see. Co-made event. This one's listed as. So it's second from the top. It's the penultimate uh, episode. Have you heard that on MLB podcast when uh, Malcolm has to explain to Noah what penultimate means? Did you hear that episode? (laughs) No, I I didn't. It was a good one. I love love anytime Malcolm has to explain things to people. Yep. (laughs) It's fun. Um, All right. Penultimate, meaning second to last fight. Askar Askar versus Matias Silva. As I said, this is a bantamweight fight. Uh, Silva Teek is his nickname. T e e i k. He typically goes by that too. He typically goes yeah, he by does. by Teek uh, Teek Silva, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Does that mean something to you? It doesn't to me. It it doesn't. Uh, but I I just mean like when I if you're going yeah. to look for some of his fights, which by the way are not easy to find unless you really like watching combat karate or karate combat. Yeah. Um, you won't find any for Matias Silva, but you will find some for Teak Silva. Oh yes, it's true. And there's other Matias Silvas out there as well. Um, all right, Teak Silva is eight and two, four knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted once. This is his LFA debut. He's gone one and two over his last three fights. However, he did win his last fight via TKO. That was back in September 2021. Officially, he's not lost since November of 2017, uh, which was two fights ago. Um, used to fight at Flyweight 2012 MMA debut. He, and as Dan said, he is a karate practitioner, professional karate man. Uh, Askar Askar, AK 47. He's 14 and three, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, five and two in LFA. He's gone three and one, TKO win in his last fight. Used to fight at Flyweight, used to fight up at Featherweight. Was a regional champ, inch taller than Silva. And we've spoken about Askar Askar before, right? We have. Uh, don't confuse him with Askar Askar Rob, right. who now fights for ACA. Um, but we talked about Askar Askar because he was in the UFC, kind of. Um, he accepted a short notice fight to fight Cody Stamen when uh, Marab Devalshvili backed out of their original fight. And they needed a last second replacement. Askar Askar stepped in and he couldn't get medically cleared. And then the UFC would not have him back. I can't remember the reason he didn't get medically cleared, but he didn't get medically cleared. And the UFC was like, well, that's too bad. Uh, Your contract is void. Um, And then he went back to LFA right after that and lost his first fight back in LFA against Justin Wetzel. Um, So like Man, this is a guy who's been as close as they come to the UFC without actually being in it. Um, and if you've ever watched Askar Askar, he's pretty fun to watch. He's got nice little combinations. Um, his defensive wrestling is really good, so it's fun to watch him exchange. He sometimes 
has a, a an issue with his chin just being a little bit too high, which is if you like look back at his record, part of the reason why he's got some losses on his record is he's been knocked out. Like Sajid Cub, Krokromanov knocked him out with a punch like no time into their fight. Um, and it's just because like his chin is high. And I'm going to say this is the wrong guy to keep your chin high from because Matthew Silva or, you know, Teak Silva is a guy who just comes to punch your whole head off all the time. Um, if you watch any of his fights on combat karate, he like knocked out this Kevin Kowalczyk guy in like one of the most devastating fashions. The dude was like laying on that weird barricade they have. Have you ever watched any combat karate? Uh, maybe clips, but yeah, they, yeah. they, they have that weird barrier, right? Like that, that allows them to like leap off of it, but it's not like a straight up and down barrier. You can still lean back. It's somewhere in between ropes and cage. Um, but anyway, he knocked the dude out who was just like then laying there, like sort of sitting up, kind of terrifying looking. Um, yeah, he's just got absolute dynamite in his hands. Now, I, I like – so with all that being said, I like Matthew Silva. I worry a little bit that he's going to get tired throwing his bombs nonstop, but I think he'll find the chin early enough that he'll win this fight and get the knockout. I think he's going to be a big dog here. This is my my big dog on this card. I, I'm going to say plus 250. The name Askar Askar means something, being that he was signed to the UFC. He's been around LFA for a whole bunch of time. Silva has not been fighting MMA all that much, right? Like you mentioned, you know, he, he's fought one time in the last six years. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a big underdog here, and I think it's a mistake because I think he's going to land that big shot. You know, the guy that was knocked out and was just like leaning there, did he have X's in his eyes or not? Yeah, it, pretty, it was, it was uh, as close to that as it could possibly be. What, was there birds <laughs> floating around his head? Uh, I will send you, you know what, I'll throw the, uh, I'll throw the clip in the discord. So everybody yeah, should get in the discord, uh, sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. Okay. So Askar, Askar was the pick. The man's so nice to name him twice. What was the number again? I said, I, don't pay I, said to you. I said, I think plus 250. Plus 250. There's your big dog, everybody for Askar, Askar. No, well, I just Silva, said right. I'm taking Matthew yeah. Silva. You're really I'm not really listening. Go, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm reading, I'm texting people. I'm reading things. I'm looking at NBA box scores. Really? Come on. <laughs> I'm a busy guy. No, I, I kind of pay attention to Gumby. I'm very tired today, so it's hard to uh, concentrate. All right. Main event. I thought that was yesterday you were tired. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday's the day I didn't sleep. Yeah, I'm well rested Monday. Yeah, I'm, I'm good now. Um, kids went to school and I uh, slept all day. I'm great. Um, right. Oh, it's not Juan Marichal. It's Jose Marichal. I wonder if that will change your picks. I guess Juan Marichal is probably like in his 60s by now, 70s maybe. So maybe it's better that it's Jose Marshall versus Guillermo, Guillermo, excuse me, Faria. And this is a three, five minute round featherweight fight. Faria, 18 and three, 18 and nine, excuse me. I almost made him better than he is. 18 and nine, 10 knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted five times. One and one in LFA. He's won two straight fights, last one via TKO. He's not lost a fight since November 2020. The halcyon days of pandemics and lockdowns um used to fight at waterweight was a regional champion 2008 pro MMA debut is also a pro grappler inch taller than marisol marshall chepe marshall c-h-e-p-e anything for that nickname gumby i don't know chepe well we did learn one a nickname on the weekend for uh for ufc though right um was it Kur? and we wonder what that was and it was a, a racehorse did you hear that on the telecast i, I did not i must have missed yeah. it Look at you who, who listening. Wasn't, Look at you yeah, listening to the broadcast and not me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't mind Bisming. So, um, surprisingly, Kerr, who was it that was Kerr again, though? 
And it'd be uh, Josh Colabao, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, Kerr was a was it him? Anyhow, whoever's nickname is that? It was it's some famous racehorse in uh, in Australia that was uh, poisoned by the mob when it went to the states to race. So there you go. Hey, there you go. Yeah, it has per- nothing to do perfect. with Chepe though. Chepe Marischal, who we're going to talk about. He's oh yeah, his... let me. <laughs> hmm? All right, I didn't know if you were done yet. If, if yeah. that was it. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, we're go- we're going back to Chepe. Sorry. Um, he's 12 and six. Five knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times. One and two in LFA. He's won two straight fights, just like his opponent, both via knockout or TKO. He's not lost since September 2020. Another those fun. Remember those fun times in 2020, Gumby? They were good times. Yeah, it eh? wasn't a good time for regional MMA when everyone was dying and we all were locked in our houses. Why? What? What a great. Uh, yeah. Usually we look back on the olden days and think how great it was, but no, we won't. We won't for that period for sure. Um. Marisol Shaw, this one's all over the place for this guy, unfortunately. This uh, this breakdown, sorry, sir, if you're listening. Uh, used to fight at lightweight, was a regional champ. He's a year younger than Faria. I'm going to back out and let Gumby talk now. <laughs> all right, so uh, Marshall, if you've watched him fight, highly aggressive. Uh, moves forward really big, huge strikes, throwing the big leg kicks. Um, he's also aggressive on the mat. Sometimes he, like, gives up positioning like looking for a submission like he'll he'll jump on a you know a choke that he doesn't have hooks in and then he'll fall off the top and um you know he's not particularly great at wrestling but i will say the aggression on the feet seems to do him well uh while he throws really wide punches he he seems to get in on people and, and deal pretty well with whatever they're coming back with and i also think that that aggression is going to work really well against guillerme faria because while Faria is like way smarter defensively and he picks his shots, his, his rips to the legs are not as, you know, big and winding and stuff like that. Anytime I've ever seen him pressured, he seems to just back up and then try to get out of the way. There, there's not a lot of countering out of Faria. And I, I really think in order to beat Marshall, you, you need to be able to counter what he's doing with either wrestling or, you know, a good counter strike or something like that. You can't just back away from every single exchange because he never stops coming. So I'm just going to say, I think Marshall is going to beat Faria just based on, you know, pressuring him, winding up landing more strikes and all that kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, that gives me, I think a slight favorite for Marshall, let's say plus or a minus 145 for Marshall. I think he's going to be like a slight favorite just, just because like he's more exciting too. He he's like the A side of this one. And uh yeah, I, I think the aggression's gonna carry it for him. All right. You you said plus one forty five, is that right? My, minus one forty five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I don't pay attention. I really don't. I joke about it, but apparently I really don't pay attention. All right. Let's recap and make sure I at least put down the official picks right. Marshall as a slight favorite. Uh, we got Silva. That's the Teak Silva is his big dog. Hopefully even bigger than you said, uh, dog. Urban is kind of a pick Um Hasan Zada as a big favorite, probably. Hopefully not. And then Cooper as a slight favorite, right? Yeah, and co- the Cooper line will definitely jump up after it posts. So get that one early. And after we publish as well. So yeah, get in on uh, your LFA bets a- ASAP. All right, that's it for the LFA episode. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it and thank you for supporting even our non UFC episodes. That's, that's, uh, encouraging for us when uh, people are listening to everything we put out. So, um, 
everything we write is on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So make sure you check that out and check out all the other amazing writers and podcasts we have on there. Uh, Gumby's podcast is Top Journal of MMA. Check that out as well. It'll be dropping later on in the week. I'm sure he has amazing guests on it. Do you know already or, or have they not been? Are they not in the uh, in the can in the can yet? As we say, no, I've got them in the can. There's actually three this week instead of two Uh, to kick off the show this week. We got Yuri Prohashka, the former UFC light heavyweight champ, um, joined us to talk about his recovery. And then uh, I also have two fighters who are fighting at UFC Vegas 69 this weekend. They are uh, Jamal Pogues, who is talking about uh, getting ready to fight. Uh, for the first time at heavyweight since his contender series fight. And then Zach Ponga, who is leaving heavyweight and coming back to light heavyweight. There you go. Ponga is going to fight Gumby's favorite fighter this week. So it must have been, right. hard. Must <laughs> been hard having Ponga on there. No, I, I was so pumped when he said yes to an interview because I was like, <laughs> cool, we can talk about how we both are going to punch Jordan right in the mouth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Um, All right. So that uh, we told you about that uh, moneymma.substack.com is the place to be for my MMA writings. Um, a lot of financial info on UFC fighters because we're always interested in how much money other people make. How much do you make, Gumby? <laughs> uh, too much. Not enough, right? Not enough. <laughs> he, he, he told me off air uh, other episode that he wants me to make more money for him, right? So I'll, I'll work on that for you, okay? <laughs> Gumby wants to retire in, in his early 30s, so uh, we, we got to get got to get moving. Um, all right. Um, I told you about that. I told you about that. I did things out of order this time, so I, I'm forgetting what I haven't told you. Oh, Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And Twitter, SGPNMMA is the account Gumby runs. He puts up good videos of people getting X, X's in their eyes doing karate and fun things like that. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. Did I get it all? I think you got it all. <laughs> all right. You see, it's hard. I'm all over the map here. That's why we're ending this episode. Um, tell the people. Goodbye, Gumby. All right. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's AK47 Jeff Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>